0: what's good y'all welcome to another episode of the high value designer podcast this is episode three i'm your host marshall fox and i hope everybody had a phenomenal thanksgiving it's friday black friday um yeah so in this episode it's going to be a quick one but i have two things that i want to discuss with you guys today okay got two things that we want to discuss so I just was in my private group, a high value designer system group. And I was talking with, um, one of the students and it made me think about this topic. Um, it actually relates to martial law. Number one, if you see my Facebook, I mean my YouTube video, martial law, number one, you know what it is, It's stop doing the most. Um, a lot of designers do too many things. You know, you do too many different types of services and then you work with too many different types of clients, and then you have too many different types of deliverables, right? So too many types of ser- of services. What do I mean by that? So there are folks who are designers, they're marketers, they're photographers, um, they're copywriters. They d- just do a lot. There are exceptions to every rule. I understand that. Like There's a couple people that I know that do a lot, but they're killing it. You know, they're killing it. (laughs) But in most cases, you're wearing yourself thin in most cases when you're doing all of that. But when you focus in on one particular lane of, of, of brilliance, then you can become that much more proficient at that particular thing a lot more quickly than other people. And what does that do? It helps you cut through the clutter. It seems like everything's oversaturated these days, every industry, every social media platform. So how do you make that irrelevant? How do you cut through the noise? You get laser focus, y'all. You hear all the time about focus. You know, Stormy Wellington, I put up a reel. She says, focus, follow one course until successful. It's real, y'all. It is real no matter what you do. And even as as designers, for example, I use the platform called Wix to build my sites on. I was able to get extremely proficient in that, in that program, that platform, um, so much so that they reached out to partner with me. We did a webinar together. We were going to do some other work that I kind of pressed pause on. Um, why, why did they reach out to me as opposed to the thousands and thousands of other designers that they have that have been using that platform way longer than I have? Because I got committed to, the one platform and became that much more proficient at it, a lot more quickly quickly than a lot of other designers because I was focused. So I'm not using Wix, I'm not using WordPress, I'm not using Weebly, I'm not using Squarespace. You know what I'm saying? I could, but there are designers who use all these different platforms, but they just okay at all the platforms rather than a beast at one platform. So you see where I'm going with that, right? So that's that's doing a lot of different services, but then you have designers who also work with a lot of different types of clients as well. And we've all been there. Like when you just get started, you kind of have to do that because there are two levels of success that Blair Enns talks about, who's one of the GOATs in our space. He says, the first level you get to by saying yes to almost everything. So that's where you're working with a ton of different clients. You know, I've been there. Anybody who came my way, I would work with why. So I'm trying to get my reps and I'm trying to build my portfolio. With the several, second level of success you get to by saying no, almost everything so that's where the demand is through the roof you kind of have to curb some of that demand so what do you do one you increase your prices and two you start saying no it's hard especially designers we don't like saying no i deal with this to this day somebody comes to me and be a dope client i know i can't take them on so i tend to say yes right and i'm like i'll figure it out later but i've gotten a lot better at that i'll make people wait now you know the same way before i would just take take on everybody and then what happens I'm doing way too much. I'm, I'm frustrated, stressed out because I got seven, eight, nine clients that I'm working with at any given time. Now you can't do that because it's not fair. It's not it's not fair to the other clients. So the first level of success you get to by saying yes to almost everything. The second level you get to by saying no to almost everything. So in that first level, you're working with a lot of different types of clients. So you can get a large enough data sample to figure out who it is that you really enjoy working with the most, who has the means to pay you what you're worth, and who truly values what you do. You know they value you as an expert as a consultant they value you for your expertise they don't look at you like a commodity right so if you're not there you need to in my opinion you need about 50 to 100 clients to get there you might have to say yes and that's okay don't feel bad but you want to get to a point where you're saying no and how do you do that you start to niche down so what does niching down mean that means working with a particular type of client so you can niche different ways like you know by industry by size or by service, but the easiest way, in my opinion, to niche down is by industry. You know, so you work with, let's say, dog walkers, or you work with uh, beauty brands, or in my case, I work with speakers, right? Real estate agents. The list goes on and on and on. Podcasters. You can pick any niche, but the thing is, you want to get a large enough data sample so you can have some stuff in your portfolio to say, "Hey." podcasters you need branding for your podcast come see me this is what i can do these are the transformations that i've I've created for my clients and this is what i can do for you so in order to serve that client from a place of confidence you gotta you, you have to have that data sample first because you just don't want to start doing that and then you don't feel confident they don't feel confident in you they haven't really seen what you can do right the clients when you're just starting out and you're working with a lot of different people they're more forgiving but when you say, hey, I serve this particular type of client, but they don't see any proof. They're a little more skeptical, you know, you can still you can still make it happen, but they're a little more skeptical and you want to remove all doubt and skepticism. You want to get to a point where the clients have no doubt or skeptic, skepticism when they when they are reaching out to work with you. OK, so just just to recap so far, designers tend to do a lot of different types of services they either are doing, marketing, videography, photography. Um, copywriting, web design, graphics—a ho- a whole bunch of different stuff. Where they're, not, you know, they're, they're at a point where they're just not focused in on one particular type of of, of service. Then you have designers who um, are serving way too many types of clients, and then you have designers who are just offering way too many services, like deliverables. So it may be, you know, I was there too. Like I would do everything, like business card design, book cover design, flyers uh, web design, like everything you can think of, I would, I would, I would offer. So clients come to me, you know, just requesting anything, but now it's like, okay, these are my three core offers. I still do a lot of that stuff, right? But I don't advertise it or it may be part of a package. So that's where I'm kind of leading to when you kind of focus in on like you, you narrow down your deliverables, you can craft packages based off of what your niche comes to you for the most. And that's how you could, one, increase the perceived value of your service and increase that price. And two, create a better outcome and a better transformation for your client. And they don't feel nickel and dime. Or it's like, well, I need this, I need that. So it's like they're looking at every individual itemized charge. Nah, no, put together a package, boom, 15 grand. This is what it is. This is the this is the end goal and transformation that we're going to create for you through this package. There may be a bunch of deliverables in there. But it all makes sense. It's not just a bunch of little little this, a little bit of that. You see what I'm saying? So stop doing the most. You got to get focused. Focused in on what you do. Stop doing all the videography, photography. And all. If you're a designer, say, look, I'm a designer. You got to commit to that. Okay. And in on who you serve. And then narrow down your deliverables as well. Okay. So that's the gist of what I wanted to talk about today um so tasha asks what's a good number of clients that would give you a good data sample so my recommendation is about 50 to 100 clients um would give you a good enough data sample to figure that out you know in my experience at least um, in my experience and what i've seen with the designers that i coach and mentor that if they have about 50 clients they usually can, can figure that out because they'll have let's say five or six real estate agents they work with five or six beauty brands they work with five or six Doctors they work with, so they can say, Okay, I like working with the um, the beauty brands. um They value what I do, but they may not have the means to pay me what I'm worth. You know what I'm saying? So that may not work. You know, so it's like you kind of can figure that out. But there's a whole process to niching, y'all. If you haven't, check out my High Value Designer Masterclass, highvaluedesignermasterclass.com. So I'll talk a bit more about it. It's so over an hour worth of game, y'all. It's not just an hour long sales pitch, that's some actual game in that master class it's been well received people love it so definitely check that out if you haven't already if you're a designer so yeah hopefully that helps so the second part that I wanted to talk about is uh this is a design I was going to wait for another episode but I want to talk about it this is a mistake a lot of designers make they're speaking to the wrong client on social media speaking to the wrong client and it happens all the time why because One, we have a quote unquote friends list or followers. We kind of know the type of followers that we have, right? So it may be if we're working with low paying clients, it's probably a lot of low paying clients on our friends list and they have low paying client friends, right? So we find ourselves speaking to them, trying to convince them to pay more. So what does that look like? It looks like this. Hey, do you not value your brand, your branding? Why, Why don't you value your brand? Can you let me know why you don't value your branding? Or did you know that your branding should consist of X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. So you tend to to be a teacher or um, someone who is trying to convince those low-paying clients to become higher-paying clients, right? And it can come off desperate, even if if that's not your intention. But you have to realize that that, that's not your client. If that's not who you want to work with, that's not your client. They may be the clients that you're working with now. Or you're used to working with, but you have to speak to where you're going, not where you're coming from. I heard Keenan Williams say that and it blew my mind. Like you have to operate for where you're going. That's why I tell the designers and I mentor, like you have to operate like a six-figure designer now, even before you are. Like you, you have to get that business in order. You got to get your foundation set. Go ahead, start that LLC. Get your 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 professional email address. Set up your business bank account. Stop doing doing stuff on on Cash App. Operate like a six-figure business before you are get your systems in order, set up a CRM, stop just invoicing out of PayPal, you know, stuff like that. So you you have to speak to where you're going, not where you're coming from. So, um, and a lot of that comes with getting uncomfortable and reaching out to folks, <laughs> reaching out to folks that you would like to work with. If they're on a different frequency, if you're operating on this frequency, serving this, these clients that's on this frequency, if you want to get to another frequency, Reach out to somebody on their frequency that they they know of you, you know of them. Um, you know, it's not you you can't do it where it's like somebody that comes comes to you, and say, Hey, I'll give you exposure if you do this design for me. That never works. It has to be somebody that you reach out to. And it could be mutually beneficial. It can be a win win. I've done this multiple times. I've seen designers that I mentor and coach do this as well. And they know, they know I have one project that I talk about a lot that I did for absolutely free. It's probably worth about 15 grand for a client that I reached out to I was like, Hey, I want to work, work with more clients. Like you, you mind if I do X, Y, and Z for you. Um, but this is what I'm looking for and this is how it will help you. She was like, let's go, let's do it. You, <laughs> you ain't said nothing but a word. Let's make it happen. And that's how I bullied my way to a higher frequency, as I like to say, and my business exploded and this was right before. The pandemic happened where a lot of designers' business shriveled up because I took that step. So yeah, I didn't have time to do that for free. I didn't, but I did it anyway, <laughs> and it paid off. It paid off. So that definitely works. You have to speak to where you're going, not where you're coming from. Um, you have to one, you got to make a decision. Like, okay, I want to be a premium service provider. I don't want to be the bargain brand, right? You gotta, you gotta commit to that. So if you are going to be a premium service provider, it's going to force you to stop trying to market to clients that can't afford your services. It's OK. It's designers that they can, they can that can work with them. They'll be just fine. You, you need to make sure that you're always in alignment with your clients. Right. You don't want to be out of alignment. You don't want to be out of alignment because it's not going to work. Even if you do convince those lower paying clients to pay a higher fee, a lot of times they're going to be skeptical. They're the ones that will give you chargebacks and all of that. Ain't nobody got time for that. So you have to truly value what you do at the level that you do it. If they don't, they're not your client and it's OK. It's OK. It's fine. They'll be just fine. I promise you it's somebody on their level with so many designers out here and they would be grateful to have that client. They could they need that client, you know, but sometimes you got to say, look, I may have to go without a project or two here and there in order to get to where I want to get to. OK, you got to humble yourself. You got to put your pride aside and say, look, it may be uncomfortable for a little bit, but I'm no longer speaking to the clients that can't afford my services, And it's fine. It's going to be OK. I promise you. If you operate at a certain level, if you deliver a certain result, then you will be fine. And if you don't, then you'll 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 I don't want to say get exposed, but you'll quickly find out. Okay, I am raising raising my fees. I do want to come across as a premium service provider, but nobody's buying. Then that means you have to go back to the to the drawing board. You have to do a lot of self assessment. I talk about that in my program. Like we have a whole module on self assessment because designers don't want to get honest. Like you got to really sit there and take a personal inventory and figure out what do you suck at. Like what are you good at, but what do you suck at? If you do suck at something, if you enjoy it and your clients need it, figure out, am I going to get better at it and quickly? If not, I got to outsource it or get rid of it. You know what I'm saying? So, I got a whole system, y'all. But that's pretty much it. First part we talked about, what are you known for? Oh, excuse the the doorbells, DoorDash. <laughs> what are you known for? Okay. What are you, what are you known for? Because you don't want to be somebody who's like, okay, I think of, let's say his name is John. What is John known for? I don't know. He does a little bit of this, a little bit of that. He think he does photography, does videography, does design, but he's not known for any one particular thing, right? What are you known for? What do you want to be known for? Go ahead and assume that identity. Now, assume that identity. I tell the designers I mentor, assume the identity of a high value designer right now. Okay? And then the second thing is stop doing the most, stop marketing and speaking to low paying clients and trying to convince them to to go from being someone who shops based on price there's someone who shops based on value you know if you follow me at all you know i talk about that a lot it's just it it rarely happens it does sometimes but it it rarely happens you can't really make a a, you turn a price shopper into a value shopper it really just doesn't happen okay so that's it y'all i appreciate you guys for listening in um also quick announcement going forward i will be exclusively on youtube on fridays talk to one of my big brothers shout out to doc rock. So I will be going live on YouTube going forward. So if you haven't subscribed to the channel, please do so it's youtube.com. So it's Y E W T E W B.com. We'll get you there. Also it's youtube.com slash Marshall Fox 120. We'll get you there as well. Or just type in Marshall Fox on YouTube and I will see you guys on YouTube and we're official y'all. We're on Apple podcasts and you know, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all of that. So appreciate y'all Vaughn, it's great to see you hope you had a phenomenal Thanksgiving uh, appreciate your support as always y'all Vaughn is super dope she's always supporting her brother don't die broke hashtag don't die broke mic drop <laughs> peace we out of here y'all, y'all have a great weekend